A group calling themselves the Shadow Brokers claim that they've hacked the NSA, according to foreignpolicy.com. They say they stole malware and they're auctioning off the files. Security researchers say the claims appear to be legitimate. A former NSA scientist says it could be hugely damaging, blowing some operations up. They are auctioning off what they call the best files for at least $550 million. The agency didn't respond to questions about the alleged... Good morning, it's Tech Talk Today, episode 257. Breach. Oh, my name is Chris. <laughs> and I'm Angela. Hello, Angela. Yeah, it's a big story we'll be talking about in just a little bit here in the show. Uh, was the NSA hacked? Who done it? And uh, what would be the reasoning? And maybe was it all just part of the original Snowden leaks? Well, we'll talk about it. But first, we got to bring in our expert panel of established personal People familiar with the matter, quote unquote, anonymous sources, mumble room. Time appropriate greetings, mumble room. I Linux. Hello, guys. <laughs> There's a Linux in there. <laughs> so we have ourselves quite a story today, and evidence appears to be pointing to another possible NSA leaker. Edward Snowden on Twitter said that he thinks uh, this might have been something that that Russia or another state released to sort of send a warning shot across the bow. But other journalists or journalists say that that doesn't really quite square with what we've seen. Um, and so James Bamford, who has uh, been involved with the Snowden leak since the beginning and has interviewed Snowden for a PBS documentary in the past, wrote a piece for Reuters.com. Reuters. Reuters. And in Reuters, <laughs> he talks about the evidence would suggest that there is actually a new leaker. Uh, the tools, by the way, here. Oh, I guess I should back up a bit. So, and by the way, there's if I'm if I'm if I'm skipping something, we have a lot more detail in last week's Unfilter episode 200. But here's the details: there are tools that are linked to the NSA that other leaks have confirmed their existence, but we've never seen the code. There's other um, things that have been cryptographically signed that are with keys that were signed by Edward Snowden that are also proving to be legitimate. There's a lot of evidence that this is all legitimate tools from the NSA. Some people have said that the NSA was hacked. Somebody got into the NSA network and, and took them. Other people like Snowden have suggested inside job. these tools were left on other servers collected by a nation or a hacker and then released. So the NSA is being sno- sloppy. And then some folks like James here are saying another leak source. And he has a whole document here that sort of backs up his rationale for it. Um, he doesn't believe they are from the original Snowden leak because he himself has personally gone through the entire pers- unedited Snowden archive, as he puts it, and did not see these tools in there. He saw references to some of these tools but didn't see them. Hmm. And uh, he also mentions that in 2003, another highly secret NSA document became public. It was a top secret TAOS, the Tailored Access Operations Division's catalog of the NSA hacking tools known as the Ant Catalog. It consisted 50 pages of extensive pictures, diagrams, and descriptions of tools for every kind of target and devices manufactured by U.S. companies including Apple, Cisco, Dell, and many others. Uh, Some of these hacking tools included uh, backdoors for persistent access to iPhones, turning on the microphones and cameras of Android devices, etc., etc. These tools are part of some of this dump. A number of the same hacking implants and tools released by the uh, shadow brokers are also in the Ant catalog, including these code names that were also in the Ant catalog. So the tools match up with the code names we've seen in previous leaks. Hmm. So I I need to go back to the uh, title of this article. Yeah. It mentions uh, malware. Oh, well, okay, this not this article in particular, but I thought malware was a bad thing. Like, but does it just describe a package of data that is not meant to be public? Well, uh, I guess it depends on if it's a bad thing in the eye of the creator. So when the NSA or the F- – so what these leaks reveal 
is that despite what they've said publicly, the NSA has researched and discovered what are known as zero-day holes in many common platforms like Cisco's routers, so edge devices, and Windows. And these zero-day exploits are ones that you can take advantage of right now Mm -hmm. and there's no patch for it. And they didn't disclose to the companies about these zero days, even though they say they do after a certain period of time. It now has been shown that they do not. They write tools that exploit these flaws, these zero days, in Android, in iOS, in Cisco's, in Windows devices. That's malware. Something that's exploiting a flaw in an operating system and spying on the user or delivering a payload or redirecting them to a different website so they get a bogus phishing site instead of the actual destination. That's the activity of malware. It just happens to be malware that was created with your tax dollars. Mm, I see. It's kind of creepy. And and, uh, there's a lot of cases of the FBI using these tools like this for domestic hacking cases to do spying on somebody who was doing it supposedly in child porn or somebody who was doing money laundering and things like that. They'll use tools to breach their systems. WW, you wanted to add something. Yeah, I've been following this since it broke. And it's really interesting because um, even if you want it, like there's a free sample of these files and they put it on different sites. And I think maybe they did it on the wrong sites because every place where the information is there or the links are there gets taken down like within a day or two mm. or or a week. So, and I'm not sure if it's necessarily someone from the NSA because when I read the, the initial posting, the English is not exactly fluid and someone like that. A lot of people have America. speculated, though, that it was so obviously bad that it was almost intentionally bad. Like it was sort of designed to throw you off the scent. Yeah, I'm thinking it's 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 got to be that. If, it, if anything, it's got to be intentionally bad just to throw people off. J6, you say this kind of uh, reminds you of a talk that was held at Black Hat that I think we might have talked about. Yeah, I think in uh, TechSnap, you mentioned about a talk that the speaker wanted a separate organization that could monitor these. Yeah, like an uh, umbrella foundation that is sort of third party, disconnected from sort of the uh, – some of the industry, but yeah, it would would manage this problem. Um, There's an interesting article in the show notes that I want to link folks to if you are curious about how they got – access to Cisco PIX firewalls, this is sort of a big deal because this gave them this gave them positioning at the edge points of a lot of important networks, and they went to incredible lengths to get back doors into these devices and get access, including intercepting shipments and disassembling them and all kinds of just nutso stuff. A good Ars Technica article that re- reveals all of this. And it's sort of, it's, it's sort of interesting. The Snowden theory... The Snowden theory is is that Russia released all of this just to show who's really been doing some of the hacking. And it actually all kind of ties into the current U.S. elections. Wow. So the DNC was hacked. They had uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz resign and a bunch of, bunch of others resign as a result of them obviously plotting against Bernie Sanders in their emails. Now, the Hillary Clinton campaign has always said publicly it's Russia's fault. No government official, no law enforcement official – has that, come on the record and said it's Russia's fault. That what is Russia's fault? The hack of the DNC. Ah. But the Clinton campaign and a lot of their very powerful allies and public figures have said it's the Russians. And the media has followed suit very, very loudly declaring it to be Russia. Um, and so Snowden has speculated, Edward Snowden on Twitter has speculated that this is Russia saying, let's, let's be a little honest here. You want to talk about who does the hacking. Here's some of your own tools 
And we've got a lot more where that came from. If you want to keep playing the, uh, if you want to be loose and fast with the attribution game, we can do the same. Good. It's, I mean, it's, it sucks, but it's good that there's it some could, that could. That's what Snowden theory. Other theories are that it's another leaker. The mm-hmm. timing of all of it can't be ignored, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thought I just thought maybe I'd float past you guys. Because, you know, J6 brought up the retrospective of the talk at Black Hat. It, it kind of made me and others think also about Apple's fight with the FBI about getting backdoor access to the iPhone encryption. Now looking at Apple's stance, whatever the motivation was, if it was for marketing, if it was simply to, to have a talking points against Google, or if it truly was for ideological reasons about protecting the user's data. If you look at the scope of how important the tools that were just released by the NSA were, if they are, they reveal so much about how the NSA works, how they infiltrate systems, the level of sophistication they have. And even though they're from 2013, they show, they show how far ahead the NSA is than almost any other place in the, nation, in the world, any other state, any other private agency, I mean, private company. They are, they, are, they are masters of this. They have managed to own Cisco and Dell and Apple in ways that none of us could have foreseen. None of us had any idea of. Even even people with the craziest tinfoil hat conspiracies didn't foresee how sophisticated the network of spying the NSA was. And this sophisticated high-tech agency still managed to have their tools leaked not once, not twice, but thrice now on the web. And it, it, it could you... Could any rational person make the argument that the FBI couldn't have the same thing? If the FBI owned a backdoor to every iPhone in the world, not just the United States, but the mm-hmm. world. So it's not just the United States citizen, the incentive to go after the U.S. It's the entire world, the Chinese government, the Russians, the Indian government, any government that might want that, any individual hacker group might want that. They all would be going after the FBI. And if the NSA can't keep these unconstitutional, absolutely illegal tools secret, there's no way the FBI could keep the iPhone backdoor secret. No way. And so looking um, back at Apple's fight, I kind of think it's more vital than ever mm-hmm. that companies like Apple take stances like that and build their communications platforms and build these devices so that they can't spy. They can't look at them. And there was a really good talk. In fact, maybe I'll try to find it right now by an Apple security guy at uh, DEF CON, I think. Uh, and they talked about how they protect the user data. Uh, Apple Security Talk, DEFCON, or I can't remember where it was. I, I might. I think it was the iOS security one from Yeah, Black yeah. What? Well, let's see. Is this it? Uh, All right. No, that's not it. Yeah, it was like uh, iOS Security Talk at DEFCON. Was it DEFCON, WW? I think it was Black Hat. Yeah, it probably was Black Hat, huh? Because that's more corporate-y. Um, anyways. Chris, while you're looking that up, I, yeah. I think at uh, all three sides seem to be at least somewhat credible. I kind of have to pull in uh, Snowden's side into question a, a little bit, you know, maybe because of the fact it. that he is in Russia right now, you know, still on the asylum and whatnot. But don't you think that makes it more poignant that he's calling out the Russian government as the ones behind the hackers when he's in Russia? That seems riskier for him. That seems like he's taking a risk to do that. Um, maybe so. I don't know. Uh, I. I certainly don't believe the mainstream media's, um, you know, uh, reason to blame Russia and that. You know? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't. It seems to me attribution from a presidential campaign staff is not grounds for uh, cyber war for between nations. I would wait for attributions from the FBI or at least the Obama administration. Um, I, hey, oh yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I found that. Um, so uh, and it looks like the anime just found it too. The behind the scenes of an of iOS security. I watched the entire talk. It is absolutely fascinating and uh, sort of gave me new interest in the security of the iOS platform. How they designed the secure enclave how they've taken steps to prevent access to user data, the fact that the secure enclave on iPhones is actually an entirely different system with its own ARM processor and its own base operating system. It's an entirely self-contained little computer, the secure enclave, and how it works with messaging back to the operating system. If you are interested in any of that, and if you have any doubt on the iOS security, uh, that's uh, worth mentioning. That's also the video where they announced their their bug bounty that we covered. The link will be in the show notes. Yes, now, that's enough talking about uh, Apple iOS and the NSA. Let's talk about... Uh, Ooh, Android. Yeah, Android 7.0. Uh, Nougat, or Nougat, is... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, silent uh, <laughs> ...is uh, rolling out right now, and uh, I just got it installed on uh, my Nexus 6. And uh, the one thing I really like is the notification tray. It looks a little cleaner. It's nice and uh, it's more um, flatter. It looks like material, more designed there. It's, you can reply inline now in their notification, which Ooh, is that's some, cool. something you could do like in iOS. You could pull down and reply. That's something you'll be able to do now in Android, which is... Well, uh, but what's cool is it doesn't make that one message the full screen. Yeah. That, yeah. I could see that being very yeah. handy. Yeah. Um, and it has better battery life for sure. Like I've tested that. New settings layout makes it a little bit easier to get quick access to stuff. And I like the clean way. And I can also change what's in this area, which is kind of nice mm-hmm. in the notifications tray. And um, I'm hoping and hoping and hoping for a little bit better Bluetooth audio playback. But we'll see about that. And well, uh, Overall, from my previous testing with Android, because I, I ran it in the past when I was in beta, I definitely noticed a nice improvement in the battery life. Performance overall seemed pretty good. I just did a couple of quick tests with the camera. And I can launch the camera. And it's, yeah, it's that's really pretty quick. The camera is, okay, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Nexus. The camera is not fast. Um, but on the previous release of Android, there was legitimately a time where with Hadia's success, she was able to open her phone and burst like 100 photos before I fired off a single photo. Wow. And it was just like I sat there waiting and the, fo- the camera icon was just t- taking up the whole screen and it's just – I couldn't – it was awful. So, so far in like the hour that I've been like randomly pulling out my phone and launching the camera, it's responded every single time. We'll see where that goes. But it's, it's a pretty – it's a pretty interesting release because it's not like a blockbuster, everything's going to change. There's some performance improvements. Uh, the new JIT compiler improves runtime device performance, re- reduces the amount of storage space required for apps, and makes uh, system apps and updates much faster. They'll also be rolling out VR mode. Android N is uh, ready to uh, launch with VR mode, but I think we'll probably hear more about that in the fall. This is the big one for me, just because I think it's going to have greater ramifications for the Linux desktop. Vulkan API, which is the uh, graphics high-performance 3D API, uh, which is the next-generation graphics API that's gonna all, it's also available on Linux. So if, if, you're, if your games use Vulkan, it's going to be much easier to also make them run on Linux. That sounds so cool. It's super nice. And also Vulkan's available for Windows, too. So and it's a great name. Yeah, it, that's, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking about the battery life. Yeah. This is something that's kind of nice, and I think something like this is coming to iOS 10. It's called Doze, and now with Dozier. Uh, when your your device goes into a low power usage when you're uh, on the move, so when you're like moving around, it goes into lower power. So the Android device will conserve battery when it's jostling around in your pocket. Uh, also, Data Saver will limit how much data your device uses with Data Saver. When Data Saver is turned on, apps in the background won't be able to access cell data, which is nice to finally get that kind of control. Like yes. you do that on your iPhone. I do. Right? Yep, that's the first thing I do is go into all the settings. That's a good idea. Yep, turn that all off. Uh, for those, well, and you didn't do it with your uh, photo backup, and you, it. And it 
It, it tanked huge. our data. Yeah, it was huge. Tanked it. Uh, so productivity, split screen mode. Now you can multitask with ease, run two apps side by side in split screen mode. Picture in picture mode. On you know, an- is split screen really necessary? On a tablet? Yeah, it's nice. I'll tell you what, you know, web browser notes that I'm taking. Okay, well, that's Or a like good- a video or like podcast player and, or you know what else is like web browser and but, Twitter. Okay, but uh, um, doesn't Android have widgets? Like couldn't you have a podcast widget yeah. on top of whatever no, main widgets, thing you're doing? No, widgets lay on the launcher. They stay on the launcher. They Stupid. don't float above. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. All right. All right. Um, but most stuff actually, like uh, my podcast player, like Pocket Cast, tucks, its, tucks the playback controls in the notifications too. So I can pull down the notifications and play and pause. Uh, okay. Um, other couple of quick things. Picture picture mode for Android TV. I'm excited about that. Uh, notifications have gotten some nice improvements. Bundled notifications. Yeah, bundled notifications from individual apps, which is nice to sort of compact some of those together. Direct replies, like I mentioned, some more notification controls, usability improvements, and things like that. All of that you can find, though. I have links in the show notes if you guys want to read through all of it. Some nice, nice security improvements I should probably mention before we move off. Uh, file-based encryption is going to be big for Android, and it induces file-based encryption. Encrypting at the file level instead of the block level, Android can better isolate and protect files for individual users on your devices, which is great. And trusted face, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Uh, it's a recognizer that uh, helps detect and unlock your phone best based on... Well, your face. Your face. Yeah. Yep. Great. <laughs> that deserved a ding. Yeah. I thought you were okay. going for oh. the ding. Ding. All right. Yeah. So I, I'm running it now. Uh, and if anybody in the oh, moment. wait. Yeah. I can just picture it now. Somebody unlocking somebody's phone while that person is sleeping. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to play around with that because one of the new Samsung devices, too, it has uh, has uh, eyeball recognition. Anybody in the mumble room have anything they want to? Uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, Sweetly. You have... Uh, You've had, what, oh, Mumble cut out. Oh, okay. Uh, if anybody has any um, Android and stuff, feel free to jump in. But otherwise, so oh, so, if so, so if you lock the phone but you have the file encryption on, how's that going to work? That's something I think you should look into. Yeah, I think definitely the encryption stuff is something worth playing with. Also, how does it impact performance? Because the last one around, last time around in Marshmallow, it sucked on performance. Huh. Interesting. I'm just While encrypting or yeah, just in general? Just like, in general. Because oh. it, it would encrypt the full device and then it was just a dog. Ah. In fact, it was such a dog that they walked oh. They walked back on having it turned on by default. Is that the one where they like uh, uh, partitioned the, the hard drive to have part a copy of it on some of it? No? Mm. I know that. that no, I don't think sense. so. Okay. Um, they were using they, – the type of encryption they were using was just super slow on devices like this and mm. – the, the next, some of the Nexus devices had it turned on, but the file in, the file level encryption, I think, is actually going to be a pretty good play. And I think they're using Lux or they're using something that uh, is is pretty solid. And a reminder that Android N isn't available for Nexus Five and under, right? Yeah, that's yeah, so the thing. If, if you're listening right now and you're like, "Ooh, let me get my... no," sorry. Yeah, they're yeah, which is kind of too bad. I I you know I would like to see them support it for as long as Apple supports iPhones. Mm-hmm. I think that would be nice. The iPhone Five. Came out in 2012. It will be receiving iOS 10. Wow. The Nexus 5 came out in 2013. Go screw yourself. Right. You know, I just kind of see it as Costco not carrying that favorite thing that you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad Costco carries it. That's how I see it. Yeah. And then you just move on. There's something else that they carry that, oh, my gosh, I can't find anywhere else and it's perfect. Yeah. And and most of the time the Nexus devices are in a price range that is not as high as like a premium iPhone. So you kind of pay more for an iPhone, so it kind of makes sense that maybe you get longer support, too. I don't know. It just would be really nice if they were really clear up front. This phone, when you buy it, will have five years or three years. Right. That would be Well, they don't know, right? Yeah. 
They don't, I don't think they do. It's hard for them to know. It's possible they know, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it might not yeah, matter. But it's, yeah, it's it's really sad for the Nexus Five because it was the reference Nexus phone. You have so many projects based on it and everything. It would be cool if they supported a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe when they when they roll out the new, there's a new Nexus line of devices coming soon, like in the next month or so. Maybe when they do that, they'll like knock the five X down to like a crazy low price. Isn't it possible that Android O could oh. potentially be released and work on a Nexus Five? Like, what if they're just like, well, no. we just no? no, okay, no. Well, that's no. too bad. And I don't even know. Uh, chat room, I don't know. Maybe you can guess what the O might stand for. Oh, yeah, it won't be O. It might be oh, I want to buy myself a Yaume. Is that how you guys say? It? I always get this wrong. Oh Yaume. my gosh, yeah. Didn't we just talk about? this? Yeah, we did. I had it finally, and then I forgot because you know time. Uh, I think WWNSX knew how to yeah, say it. Uh, they're every guys know you know they're one of China's largest smartphone manufacturers. They want to be a lifestyle brand, and they bought. Uh, they bought. Hmm. They hired, uh, yeah, Google's <laughs> Xiaomi. Xiaomi, yeah, Xiaomi. Thank they, you. They hired uh, Google's Hugo Barra, or Barra, Barra. who was one of their uh, bigger, uh, well-known Android folks. And uh, there's rumors of a U.S. launch coming for Xiaomi. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. And uh, so the U.S. market, of course, is a is a very important market for any uh, consumer electronics and, and lifestyle brand. Certainly for us as well. Uh, obviously, we've got to time uh, things carefully, uh, given that we're spending uh, all of our resources, obviously, in China, in India, in other markets like Indonesia, for example. But the U.S. is a market that we definitely have in our sights. Um, you know, we are going to make our way into the U.S. market slowly. Of course, everyone expects us to launch smartphones there in the near future. Oh, near future! That's the big news right there. That's what they're making a big deal out of. Uh, More will come after they have secured a slate of Microsoft patents. That's what the rumors they're waiting on. They're going to buy a bunch of Microsoft patents before they come into the U.S. market, and then they're going to unload their high-end Android phones onto U.S. consumers. It's really cool how the video went down like it's that. Something. So still... It's something. Yeah, I guess No, it's I nice. like that because yeah. sometimes I like to read and skim through the article while I listen to the audio. So that, that's kind of great. But yeah. um, also, that guy probably shaved that morning. He's got like the biggest five o'clock shadow. It's... Hugo grows it. Yeah, no. Hugo grows it big. I agree. He's He does have... Yeah, he has that look going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he... And he's been working. He's sort of been prepping them, I think, now for a while, for about over a year for launching in China. And they make some competitive devices. I would seriously have my head turned by them, especially if they managed to ship them in a way that got updated frequently and had nice optics and all that kind of stuff. So that could be happening soon. We will fill you in when it does. But in the meantime, we've got to talk about something way more important than that. Way more important. My friends, buckle up because a scientist is working hard to make the Star Trek phaser a reality. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, uh, this is something that's uh, particularly close to home for us. Because they're doing it uh, down in Bothell, which is... Oh, wow. At the Lockheed Martin facility in Bothell, Washington, where... It's just down the road. Yeah, it is. It's just down the road. We develop high-power lasers. And I'm going to take you into one of the typical laser development labs that we have here, where we turn ideas into reality. They don't actually have a product yet. I was... Yeah. Why, <laughs> though? Why Why even have this? Uh, what are the lasers going to do? Because it's so cool. Just shoot a laser? It's not going to actually, like, kill or anything, Well, right? I don't know if they'll actually be able to get a stun gun. I think they're probably going to be killing people with those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because wow. the first thing you have to worry about is going to be the energy consumption of this thing. How are you going to get that? Then how do you get the phaser effect? The breakthrough will come through being able to store enough energy for a device like this so you could project a beam to get your effect. Because they think otherwise they kind of have the pieces together. Okay, so let's let's talk about American art and architecture now. So 
When I took that class, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure, we looked at paintings from like way back when, like the battle scenes and stuff. We analyzed them and whatever. Can you imagine what a futuristic battle scene with phasers would look like if it was painted? Do you? I watch Star. Hello, hello. I watch Star Trek all the time. I've no, been thinking you know about what? it all the time. I've never ever seen a Star Trek scene. I could picture it like an old like Civil with War blood painting and like. Clean lines, clean cut, you know, torso. Oh, there's arm. There's some episodes. It, are there? Okay, well, I haven't seen them. Sometimes the people disintegrate, and that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> and in one episode, they blew a guy's head up. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's and closer. His neck's just sitting there with his yeah. spine hanging out. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. gross. That's good. Although he was infected with bugs, and there was a conspiracy. They had no no choice. They had to do it. Name that episode. No. <laughs> it's called Conspiracy. Not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, then. Well, I think this is somebody, pretty exciting. Somebody likes Star Trek. <laughs> and I want to go down there and shake this guy's hand, and then I want to see if I can get a phaser. It really seems like if they could, if here's my thought on it, if they could somehow contain enough power to, to make a, a, a portable phaser, phaser gun, then where the hell is my better battery life on my phone? <laughs> right? Yeah. Or uh, anything, really. Light bulbs. Why yeah. They last long. So maybe by creating uh, mankind's uh, next uh, best uh, death machine, we can also improve the battery life in our daily gadgets. So at least there'll be some first world improvement for us all. Mm-hmm. There we go. Moving on. Speaking of first world improvement, it is time for our... Kick it! Yeah, and uh, this one is not necessarily safe for work. Yeah. I'm going to just put that disclaimer out there. There's nothing overtly awful about it, but it's really about boosting your manhood... And By now, you've turned down, down the volume. Yeah. If you're at work. And uh, I would say something we should all consider, perhaps. You pump iron to get stronger. Cardio builds your endurance. You're in control of your movements. But you're forgetting something. <laughs> it's arguably the strongest muscle you should have. This is the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor muscles are responsible for sedentary lifestyle and negative effects of sports like biking slows down blood flow. For recovery, contraction of the pelvic floor muscles give you stronger muscles that enhance and promote blood flow to the region. Stronger muscle, more blood flow, more stamina, and more endurance. Medical research strongly supports the positive effects of pelvic floor exercise on erection quality, prostate, and urinary tract health. Also, it's the only way to experience multiple orgasms. What? I don't know about this. That's why we've created Villif to Here we hone go. this important hidden muscle. Villif seamlessly integrated the state of the thoughtfully designed fitness shorts with the patented sensor system. Batman underwear. Even the slightest involuntary, unconscious muscle contractions can be captured and monitored. Villif then corresponds with a detachable tracker wirelessly, which records and transmits your exercise data yep. to an exclusive app. Yep. Now it's time to exercise your pelvic floor. Uh huh. Nah. This isn't how you keep your pelvic floor fit. Brutal exercising. At least it's not the way we do it. 
Villath provides guidance and customized workout plans to help you to achieve your goal. All this is done through our app, which visualizes your interactions with Villath. Villath <laughs> pants are integrated with a vibrating module. What? With adjustments to your settings, it reminds you to exercise with a discrete vibration only you recognize. All right, I gotta stop right here. How how concerned about your performance do you have to be to be willing to buy super underwear that vibrate to remind you to do your pelvic crunches? Why is this not a women's product? <laughs> well, it benefits men we too. Have, we have a pelvic floor. Yeah, both men and women do. Don't too. we already have products of that available for them? We've covered them in the, the past. Remember, didn't we cover for like a guy? Yeah, it is. Didn't we cover one for women a long time ago? I don't know. I think we did. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right. Office hours. Do you see that weird grin he had when yeah. aren't the time for sports? They can be with Villa. Oh! Oh no. What is the exercise? I don't get it. Our main goal is to integrate pelvic floor exercises into your daily life to assist you in training this crucial part of your body. Crucial. Yep, you can play a game with your pelvic floor. With Villif, your ability wow. to achieve peak performance really just boils down to how badly you want it. Progress is then relayed to your phone, so you can see exactly how much more you're capable of. Is there anything you're hiding from me? Yeah. yeah, babe. Just put your seatbelt on. Is what? there ever a time when any part of your body should be neglected? We don't think so. So uh, you can buy it right now retail for two fifty. Otherwise, you can uh-huh. there's backers at one hundred twenty five dollar levels. They uh, are looking for fifty thousand dollars. They've currently raised fifty four percent to twenty six thousand seven hundred and fifty three dollars. So internet connected underwear. This is the Internet of Underwear. You put a you put a tracker device in the underwear, which then connects to your smartphone and relays back to their app, where it analyzes your pelvic exercises and gives you reports and reminders. No, <laughs> it's it's this is it's I mean really bizarre. I don't I don't even know how they raised twenty six thousand dollars, especially with that video. I, I but you know it's not the first weird thing like this we've seen that where like they take as something that's internet connected. And they add it to something that's quite odd. Uh, and like the whole like uh, the sort of like the, the underlying message here is one that's not I don't really think super positive. It's like be super paranoid about this particular aspect of right? yourself and get our Batman underwear yeah. and run around <laughs> with our Batman underwear all day. And don't tell your significant other either about and, it. And be on your phone more and play yeah. games too. Yeah. And then make weird faces at work. Like the whole thing is totally odd. But yet at the same time, I am fascinated by the bigger meta trend here that there is some kind of desire to connect Everything about us, yes. even our pelvic exercises. It must be man kegels. It is, yes, it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's absolutely. But what does that look like? Because they didn't show what. Same it set of muscles, really. It's the same, you know, kind of mm-hmm. basic thingy. I think down there. Yeah. I don't know. I've been told it's good to do, huh. but I, I mean, I think it's probably preying on people's insecurities too. Absolutely. So, what do you think? Totally should fund this, right? We should totally fund this one, right? Zero dong, one day. <laughs> Zero I mean, dong. if you're worried about prostate health, then yes. All right. So does anybody? Oh, yeah, I yeah. back it. I would definitely back it. All right, good. That <laughs> was funny. I would never use this product, but I would definitely back it. 
All right. So we got, <laughs> wow, we got two backers. That's interesting. You know, if we had a third backer, I think you could override our vote. I almost wonder if I should just swing vote just to see if this thing makes it to market. Let's see. I'm going to read a little more about it. Meet Vi- Vival. Is that how you say it? Instructional app, wireless tracker, senses, sensor embedded shorts. I think it's Viliv. Viliv. Viliv in action. Like Vivility or something. It's not a Kickstarter if it doesn't have a weird, unpronounceable name. That's right? true. It does check that box. That's a good point. Um, I, it has uh, it, you look at that. It has a it has a, a charging docking station. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of Token Ring thinks we should back it. Kind so of, does Pong Fong. Oh as no! As long as it can run on Arch. Oh Please no! Note, that's the qualification. All right, let's do it. better not see that go through the finances. <laughs> there we go, everybody. You're just jelly because you want one for I'm yourself. I'm going to be watching the QuickBooks. You're like, this is not fair. The lady should have something <laughs> yeah. like this. No, it's just, wow. Actually, if you check the back Can't catalog. Can we still use this? Yeah, maybe. It's got that vibrating, built-in vibrating functionality. You never Ayo. know. All right, well, if you end up picking one up, uh, pass along your experience because, well. I, I think it's states only. I don't think you'll be hearing a review on this show anytime soon. Um, I'm too busy. I got a, <laughs> I got a secret project. There, speaking of Snowden leaks, we had a leak ourselves. There was a data leak uh, on the uh, Patreon subreddit. Wait, no, that's not what it's called. What do you call the Patreon-only feed? What's that called? Like the members-only feed or something? What do they call that? Whatever they call it, um, there was something that was posted there that you may or may not be interested in if you support the network. And I may or may not be talking about it right now because it's a secret. But I'm just saying, there's something on there for is the it, patrons only. Now, did you do what you said you might do so that it is not No, as I obvious? should do that, though. I should okay. do that. I could do that, yeah, because otherwise it really could give it away, huh? We're going to have something, something fun and exciting new on uh, Wednesday. So check back. Uh, yep. If you're listening to this show, we're recording this on Monday. Check back at the Jupiter Broadcasting website on Wednesday. And if you're a patron, go check your Patreon members only feed or whatever that's called and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about patreon.com slash today is where you go to support this network that's our audience funded approach we love this this gives us the ability to try out new things concoct brand new ideas and experiment in ways that you really wouldn't be able to do if you were fully and solely sponsor funded it totally changes the dynamic of how you create something how you originate something who does it please the sponsor or the audience and Patreon's how we do this your funding allows us to create concepts and launch and test shows without thinking about what's the best way to pitch this to a sponsor. And that's a huge deal for us. And I, I want to thank all 688 of you over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash today, for letting me do my work that way because I, I would not enjoy it any other way. So this is enabling me to do what I like to do in a way that feels genuine and legitimately like the best way to produce content, especially content that at the end of the day you want to be consumed and enjoyed by that very audience. It's pretty great. Is there anything else you want to add to the Patreon message? Patreon.com slash today if you'd like to sign up. Get access to the back catalog. Um, When you sign up now, it tells you there's like a tease on here. Did you see this? Uh, 82 Patreon-only posts become unlocked when you ah, sign up. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. I do have, for those that, so obviously we have we have two different Patreons, one for Tech Talk Today and the network, and then the other one for Unfilter. And we just ha- celebrated Unfilter 200 last week. Mm-hmm. All the Swag Level members are receiving the Unfilter 200 poster. Um, everybody else, they can buy it. It's only like, uh, well, it's 1950, and uh, there might be like a 30% off coupon on that website, so... 
uh, check that out. And then also... Oh. Go ahead. Uh, Jupiter, oh. oh my gosh, stop. Do you have this link up? No. Where okay. would I find it? Jupiterbroadcasting.com forward slash stickers. Where do I go? Slash sticky. S- stickers. Stickums. I have a couple new stickers on there. What? Scroll down. Scroll what? Down. Uh, so we have the Jupiter Broadcasting Rocket and the Unfilter 200. How? There will be another BSD Now sticker posted shortly. If you want to uh, place an order for the new BSD Now sticker, go ahead and wait to place your sticker order until it's on there. It's basically the same sticker, but cut out and a little bigger. So uh, it's a die cut. Anyway, check out the stickers. There's some really great ones on there. The Jupiter Broadcasting Rocket, uh, personally, I think is amazing. <laughs> My idea, completely. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited for those. I like in. the Noah Switch Me to Linux sticker. That's a good one, too. And of course, I got a soft spot for that round Linux Action Show logo. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's a There's been a lot of orders for the Linux Action Show. In fact, you'd think the TikTok opened... today would be on my list since it's got my face on it. <laughs> yeah. But... Well, it's just black and white. Though it's bold and beautiful, don't ever, don't ever <laughs> just don't do that. That's bold and beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Jupiterbroadcasting.com slash stickers, yep. stickers, stickers. That's where you go. All right, we're gonna wrap it up here. Did you know you could submit content to the show? A story you think we should talk about? A Kickstarter? Didn't like that uh, Kickstarter of the week? Well, guess what? You could submit one over at techtalktoday.reddit.com. You can also leave us feedback at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact and find out about our live time at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. All of that's in there. Oh, yeah, and that mumble room? Mm-hmm. You can get information about that in our chat room. You can go to jblive.tv for that. It's a lot of URLs I give out. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, but it's just different things for different stuff. Is that too much stuff? We should just have one nope. page. No, because one page would be so ugly with all that stuff. Trust yeah. me, it's better oh, this way. Oh, you know what? Just go to our YouTube account and do um, show more in the fold, and all the links to everything are there, too. Yeah, <laughs> that is nice. That is really cool. Um, yeah, of course, youtube.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting, where we are live when we do these shows live, and uh, we post every show we produce over there. So you can get the feed there as well. All right, that wraps us up. And uh, I think um, I got a little parched from doing this episode. I'm thirsty. I need something quick, something delicious. There was the bunny mixing up some quick. When magically we were in the laboratory of the mad Dr. Foolish, who was turning the world's chocolate into Brussels sprouts. We have to stop him. I'm distracting with some quick. And I'll unplug his machine. Chocolatey quick? Ah, chocolatey quick. Ah, my machine. We sure pulled the plug on this one. <laughs> Katie, lights out already? Almost. Nestle quick. It's magic in the making. 